sparkling the Disney create. Just make be I'm pleased to welcome you to the very first episode of the WDW Radio Show. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this, this is show number 100 for the week of January 4th, 2009. Thank you so much for joining me to celebrate 100 shows. And this is show number 200 for the week of December 12th, 2010. And this is show number 300 for the week of November 11th, 2012. And this is show number 400 for the week of March 22nd, 2015. Part of the fun of my Walt Disney World Wayback Machine, a live restaurant review, top 10 with Tim segment. So I want to welcome Ron Schneider to the WDW radio show. Disney legend, Alice Davis to the show. Please say bonjour to Paige O'Hara. Disney legend, Tony Baxter. Alan Menken, Dame Julie Andrews. And he is, of course, Marty Sklar, a man who needs no introduction. So it is my pleasure to welcome producer Don Hahn to the WDW radio show with what can only be described as the greatest job in the world. It is my pleasure to welcome Samantha Brown from the Travel Channel. And I can't tell you how thrilled I am to be here to tell you a few stories and sing some of the songs my brother Bob and I wrote. And here's your song. W. My friend, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 500, and I am here again more than 10 years later to continue to try and help you have not just the best vacation experience when you go to the parks or on a cruise, but I also want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are, whenever you are, with the podcast, the videos, the blog, Live broadcasts every Wednesday night, my books, audio tours, special events, and more. You can find everything still at www.radio.com. So thanks to you, together we are celebrating 500-ish, I'll explain more on the show, episodes of WW Radio. And so this week, I want to celebrate you, as the show has always been and will be for, by, and about you. So I invited some members of the WW Radio Nation to my home this week as we recorded a look back at 500 shows and more than 10 years of our WW Radio family. So I invite you to please join us as we look back at some of our favorite moments, guests, and events. We'll take some of your calls, and we'll also look ahead to what's next and where. I'll then also share my top five interviews, live dining reviews, top five top tens, and a few of my favorite episodes as well. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and I'll pose a new challenge for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show. I'll not just have your voicemails, but more information about upcoming events, meet of the month, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show.
Good afternoon, evening, morning, wherever you are. Welcome to show number 500-ish. Thank you. Uh, for those of you joining us live, thank you so much for being here on a Saturday. Thank you. Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening. We said four-ish. We weren't kidding. Uh, we started a couple minutes late. Today has been an adventure. Uh, much like 500 shows has been an adventure. But uh, thanks all of you who have been here who have been waiting uh, patiently or not so patiently in the box. Uh, I love seeing so many people, uh, so many familiar names and faces. Um, so many of you uh, congratulating me on 500 shows. You're doing it wrong. You should be congratulating yourself on 500 shows. I said this is very much a celebration of you because I would not be here literally and figuratively uh, if it wasn't for you. And for some of the folks that are joining us here live, um, <laughs> not everything goes as planned. And as, uh, as, um, as we've come to discover, and, and we have all come to discover, this was supposed to be a, a gathering of uh, some members of the WWE Nation and some friends and family at a truly secret, undisclosed location in Walt Disney World. And that's when things start. Fortunately, Becky, thank God Becky's not here yet. Uh, so, because you'll hear her version of the story and then my version of the story. But we adapt, we overcome, we start a couple minutes late. And uh, I have welcomed all my friends and you, my friend, literally into my home. Thank you, baby Jesus, for making the rain stop because it really would have been even more so an adventure. I did. You're right. I did just change. Right from the t- you say nothing, and that's the first thing you say is that I jinxed it. <laughs> Who brought those kids? Who brought those kids? Um, those are my not th- these two are not my kids. <clears throat> Fortunately, those are not my kids. Those are my kids off in the back. And we are have uh, we do have some friends and members of the nation with us. If you guys want to say hi. <laughs> that's you. That's you. <laughs> That's Lisa, that's Scott and Susanna. Oh, Scott, you know Scott and Susanna. Hi. And some other friends and members of the nation who have joined us today. Listen, I would have loved to have you all here, but clearly there's not enough room in the lanai. Um, there certainly wasn't enough room in the room that we had today. Again, I'll save that story for um, Becky when she, she literally is waiting to make a grand entrance. I think she is just, she's waiting. She's around the corner. She is. is that <laughs> oh, the motorcade is just pulling up. We hear that we can see the sirens and the motorcycles um, as she gets ready to join us. But um, you would think, with knowing that show 500 was coming for so long, I would have had the entire day. Compl- Why are you shaking your head, Jimmy Styles? Because you know I had would have the entire day planned out, exactly where we were going and what we were doing. And I made three trips to Publix this morning. <laughs> what did he say? That was the exact opposite. It was the exact opposite. Um, and for those of you who are here seeing how this happens, you've seen that there is really not a lot of... Don't shake your head. Don't nod. Yes, there were, uh, there were technical issues. There were non-technical issues. But we made it, and the show must go on. And um, despite my stress and frustration... It, this morning and an hour ago um, this will probably not be the last show ever we'll see we'll see how the day goes Um, but I really don't have anything planned because I really did want today tonight to be uh, about you and sort of celebrating 500 shows with you Um, Molly's watching from South Dakota Jessica's in uh, in Las Vegas Marla's in Las Vegas by the way Marla Chan 
If I knew how to make a heart, I would give you so many big hearts for the bags of taco-flavored Doritos that you sent me last week. They came, they came in very handy. Um, I am not sharing. <laughs> My kids will be the first one to tell you I am not sharing, and I have absolutely no pro- problem with that. <laughs> Stephanie Bullock says, I've met so many amazing friends through the running team. Thank you so much, Lou. I, listen, the thanks. I'm just a facilitator. You guys are the ones that go out and do the running and all that kind of stuff. And all the what? Love you, Stephanie. Love you, Stephanie. Oh, they're saying that they love you. They're, they're saying that they love you. Everyone loves you. Love my tribe. <laughs> love your guys. Love your... What? What did you say? <laughs> if you think the donuts were good on your side, you should have been... A, I had, we had coffee. We had... Right? Yes. Cheering. Cheering is better. Cheering is greater than, than running. We need to start making up cheering medals, though, McNamara's. That's what I think that we need. What do you mean? We're out there just as... <laughs> I said cheering medals. I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Dave Rishoni says it's 34 in Niagara Falls. And Vicky Guppy is watching from Australia. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. It's 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Yikes. Do I want to join the Hips family at the boathouse in 35 days? I was hoping you were saying 35 minutes because I would have been out of here. Um, but the chair is here, right? The boathouse, the, uh, my boathouse chair. <laughs> Angelina is enjoying it. Are you enjoying it? Is it all, is it all you dreamed it would be? <laughs> she, <laughs> she has, she's like, what chair? I'm just sat in the, I just sat in the uh, folding chair. So this is not the first show to just uh, to not go as to not go as planned. I mean, uh, we had some semblance of plans, at least a location. Not really, not really. It all came together. It kind of, it literally, kind of came, sort of, almost came together this week. Jim Orohosky says, I'm a 500-plus show. Because it it's really not 500 shows, if you think about it. Because it's 500 episodes, not including the newscasts and the videos and the, like, 40-hour shows and the special event shows and that other show beforehand, which was called? Anybody? Mouse Tunes. Were you a Mouse Tunes listener? Definitely not. I have them. I found them. I found them. There's, you know, I actually found... In this little magic bag under my desk here, there's a, a number of things that I found that might make an appearance later on today. I can spe- I cannot speak to what uh, to what might be in there. He's distracted down here right now. Summary <laughs> uh, said, "I'm listening in from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, which has awesome poutine. By the way, since episode 400 till now, who has been your favorite or most memorable guest? Love everything, Lou. Thanks for everything. Happy." Yikes. Jimmy Styles? Is that a question or is it's a, no, that's, an that's an affirmative statement? Jimmy's, you are my, you are my best guest? Have I been on I don't even know. I don't know who's been, I don't, I, listen, I have no idea. You are on Sana. That was, it, Sana was good stuff. Um, was Jock Lindsay's in the 400s? I don't think so. He doesn't listen. He don't care. He don't care. Michael Berrigan doesn't care. He's just here for the food. Uh, so let's see. What show number was Sanaa? I'm actually looking it up. Wow. Let's see. I have the, I have a uh, I have a matrix with all the shows. Are. Um, 478. Listen. At least you're in the right 400s. Yeah. What show were you on? Nice, nice. Not no caring whatsoever. <laughs> don't, don't. You just com- You completely lied. Uh, you four. It's not even in. The, it's not even in the four twenties. I know it was September. Uh, let's see. 
five best books about Walt Disney. Probably that guy. Yeah. Probably that guy. The live food review at Mama Melrose. Who found the show and all this stuff via the trivia books? Is it volume one, volume two? Volume three. But <laughs> shut up, man! My kids, my kids. I still owe my son a cover um, on a. I took a picture. Oh my god, he's sitting back there. <laughs> he just said I. I have, I have, we did, Nicholas, did we not do like a photo shoot shoot with you in a pirate costume for the volume three cover? We did. It never materialized. Um, I should have pulled it up, but are we going to, are you going to jump in the pool in this one, Lou? Again, a Scott Otis isn't right. Wasn't that you who made me jump in the pool? That was when I lived in Naples and I was, and my, who my neighbors, by the way, much like these guys probably will thought I was a weirdo because I was sitting outside at nine o'clock at night. Don't look at me like that. Uh, my lanai talking to myself. And what did you said? Something like, oh, I'll, I'll I, you dared me for charity to jump in the pool. Do it for the kids. For the kids. And we raised. Right. Because I think non-existent Becky Menken, who's not here yet, make, waiting for a grand entrance. She matched. Didn't she match what um, what we raised? That's crazy. Jason said, I searched for a podcast about Disney three years before my first visit. My sister told you about this past June. Cindy Deppin found the podcast while I was driving an hour to work each day. Facebook, top ten, top five snacks on YouTube. I found the show when you broadcast a wedding. Oh, my God. Larson and Stephanie's wedding. That was a long time ago. Found my show when I got my iPhone 4. Found you moonwalking when Captain EO came back. I did, I may or may not have, don't look, don't, please don't search for that. Um, top 10 things you should not search for. Um, Lou in Greece, me moonwalking at Captain EO. My, my wife saw you on the news about quitting law to do Disney stuff. Dave Roshoni saw it live. And Dave Roshoni, not only did you see it live, I still remember when Dave Roshoni called me when I was living in Scotch Plains, New Jersey, about creating the WW Radio theme song, which is not me singing. No, uh, no, 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 please, please. I want people to keep watching. Don't. <laughs> this is why I do a, a show by myself. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, I think, I think Becky's at the door. Can you go? Can you? How come we never hear Xanaland on the podcast? I can't afford her. It's, it's, I mean, that's honestly what it is. <laughs> it has been. I think the last one that we did was, did we do the, like a top 10 technology? Oh, that's right. We did. We did a live review of Trader Sam's. That shows up on my Facebook. We did do a live review of Trader Sam's. Uh, Martin Shergold, although you are in the United Kingdom, I wish you were here. People are waving hi to you. Uh, Whitney Watts, nice to see you as well. <laughs> I used to listen to Mouse Tunes. Been a day one, hour one listen. Does anybody? So who's that said listen to Mouse Tunes? <laughs> so here's a trivia question. Because this is so we're celebrating ten years of WW Radio, which is not really true, and 500 episodes, which is also not really true, does Chantel Crawford, you were actually like, you were, Chantel Crawford, you were on show number, you were on show seven. Um, so you were one of the, we did DVC at Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is actually coincidentally where I'm supposed to be right now. Alas, I'm at my house. So it's not really 500, it's not really 10 years. Does anybody know when I did my very first podcast? What year it was? 
2005. April 2005. Um, when I was, I was about to get geeky and technical about how we, back in the old days, how we used to have to, where's Jim? We don't do it as easy as you guys do now at all the little easy libs and stuff. Like we were hand coding feeds and there was only like there was only like three Disney podcasters. I still do. I still hand code my feed. No, man, it's I do as I say, not as I do. Um, because when you've been doing it for twelve years, you sort of get used to doing it a certain way. So um, I like to be able to see and have control over everything. Uh, Martin, yes, at least the internet is. Uh, <laughs> Terry says, "Who could blame me? Animal Kingdom Lodge is so far away. Isn't seriously? Isn't it? Thank you. Is it not? Is it not far? Did you say yes?" It's, yeah, I would have had my babysitter like, had to come like, later. You used to make fun of me, like, oh, really, Mangello? I live in Maryland, so it is. It's if like. If I an animal thing to watch, I probably wouldn't have done. <laughs> 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 that says a lot about the, the depth of our friendship, uh, clearly. <laughs> Hello, Beatrice <laughs> Feeney. <laughs> yes, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Beatrice, Fe- she's being quiet. It's okay. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You can come here and give me a hug. Of course. Hi there. Congratulations. You? Congratulations to you, too. You look very young for your 500. You've been around. Like, we were just saying, like, how people first found the show. Yes. And was it the first time? I know the first time I met you <laughs> was at Mouse Fest 2005. Yep. 2005. Right? We bonded very quickly. We did. <laughs> and then you came to... Like, you like Disney? The Yay! <laughs> but you came to... I know my people. <laughs> <laughs> There's Brian. Um, and you came yes, to... I did a Mouse Fest meetup and did a trivia contest. Yes. And I still have a picture of you at the Tomorrowland <laughs> Terrace holding up your little A letter thing. And I think you probably that won awesome. like a shirt or yes, something. Yes, I love that. That was, that was a long time. I was... That was 12 years ago. Yeah, exactly. I've been wow, listening since 2006. Awesome. Listen to WWE the day it was released. Wow. Um, I was excited. Well, and you've gone through a few changes. Like, there was a different name. There was almost a mascot one time. Oh, my God. Oh, On yeah, Mouse we Tooth. So, it. wait a minute. What was the, so, what was oh. the mascot? What, what kind of animal was it? It was, I, this was not my idea, which is why I now do a solo <laughs> show. That was so cute. It was a st- I thought it was adorable. Did you? I did. <laughs> Dave Rashoni, and already people are bringing up Olga. Yes, right. Let's not. Um, <laughs> what kind of animal was it? Oh, I want to. Nobody else listened to Mouse Tunes, right? Was it like a squirrel or something? It was. It was a like, weird. It was a sugar glider. I was just laughing. It was. Yeah. They're delicious, aren't they? In China, we had them on a stick. <laughs> 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 So, not really. So you, but you never listened to Mouse Tunes, did you? Nice. So my, I had a co-host on my original show, Nathan, and he wanted to have a mascot for the show, which may have been the beginning of the end. And he had somebody draw like a little sugar glider, and he wanted to like name it something. And he used to, and I'm like, this is the stupidest idea, and it's the stupidest thing. And I'm like, the name is really simple because all he used to drink were shandies. I'm like, well, clearly the name of the thing should be Shandy. Yes. And I think he made like plush out of it. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, or he dressed like a furry. One of the two. I don't remember exactly what it was. <laughs> I'm kidding. Nathan, not that you're watching, but Nathan was a good guy, and we started podcasting together. I met Nathan because he was a 
tech nerd like me, it at Mousefest 2005, mm-hmm. and we had started talking about that we were tech people, and so this is actually this is the how WWE Radio got started. We were talking about just technology and and uh, our websites and stuff like that, and we're like, you know, there's this new thing called podcasting coming up, and I went to ask Jeeves, and I looked up what a podcast was, and. I was like, well, the spoken word is so much more powerful than anything that I write, and I suck at typing anyway, so let's try and figure out how to do this, where we started, and Nathan, like, originally started, like, hand-coding our feed, and I will never forget, like, um, sitting down to record the first episode. I, I, I no, I'm not going to play it, because I haven't actually heard it. If you think episode of one of WWE Radio was bad, episode one of Mouse Tunes must have been horrific how anybody continued to listen I have no idea um, but they did and it sort of grew and I will the second hardest conversation I ever had in my life was telling Nathan that I wanted to leave the show which he was okay with until I told him that I was starting up my own show the week after <laughs> that didn't go so well um, what year so when did WW Radio start when did episode one come out February 2000 look at you man you know what? I take back everything Deanna said about you. Um, <laughs> Mandering Mouse was one of the other original ones. And I think Paul Barry's, I think Winter of the Magic was still there. Uh, John, you cannot find Mouse Tunes online because my former ex-co-host decided that selling the domain name was a smart idea. So um, it's not there. It's not on iTunes. But I do have, maybe I'll, maybe one of these days I'll, I'll release a, I can't even release a best of because I'm not sure if there's a best of Mouse Tunes. But I will. There is definitely a best of Mouse Tunes. Is there? Okay. What was the best in Mouse Tunes? You never even listen. You still don't listen. How do you know? <laughs> I remember, oh wait, Virginia remembers the episode where I fought with Nate, we literally fought on air because he insisted that the name of Disney's private island was Castaway K. Right, I remember that episode. It was like on a good cop, bad cop show. But that was not the intent. No, at all. And then he wanted, uh, whatever. Bill Daniel said, did I, did I ever have an unpleasant interview? Uh, yes, I did. I have had one interview. Yes. I've had. Uh, You've had two. <laughs> no, I had I had one interview that I I am ninety two percent sure I never aired, and I had one bad segment that I never aired, and the the one bad interview that I never aired was with the lead singer of the Village People. Sure, <laughs> because I wanted to find the most obscure interview possible. Um, he was not a nice man, so I, it was not. There was no good that would have come out of um, that interview. Who was the only guest I've ever had to censor, other than Scott Otis? Alice Davis. Alice Davis. Why? Because she said, you know, what'd she say? We're talking about a man's situation. I don't understand. I don't remember. <laughs> this is live, so. Um, Marty Baker Rabin says, "How long does it take to produce an episode?" Okay, new podcast. No one else here a podcaster. How long does it take to produce an episode of a show? Two hours. Oh my god, my shows are two hours long. Um, <laughs> you just kind of record and that's it. And I think and edit out the three, two, one at the beginning. And, and I think that's the way it should be. I don't edit anything unless, except if it's Alice Davis, because <laughs> I want. And I used to know somebody who took six hours to edit his audio because he used to take out all the ums and ers and pauses. Oh, 
and it sounded so robotic. It would take me 25 hours. Yeah. It didn't. Uh, so how long does it take me to do a show? All right. So let's say depending on the music in your right and all that other stuff. I don't, right. I don't do that yet. So if it's going to be like a DSI or something, like I'll spend two, three hours at least researching it first and then an hour and a half or so to record it and then to produce it. I mean, I kind of have it down to a, it probably takes me soup to nuts, six hours. Six hours or so, seven hours a show. But when he doesn't have a show, it's magical. Let me just tell you that. It's really No, when I don't have a show, that's when I'm like, come on, kids, get in the car. We're going to do a live dining review. <laughs> it's it's funny because it's true. You, I was supposed to do, it is true. I'm, and I'm totally fine saying that. Um, we were, I was supposed to record an episode with somebody and I didn't have. And, this past weekend, probably. No, but I mean the first time you did it. And, that, and that's why sometimes it's so difficult because I don't do a monologue show. Like, you know, if you're, co-host or your guest can't do it then what do you do like then it's like it's live dining review time or hey jimmy styles what are you doing this weekend john young says what podcast if any do you listen to lou so john young i will tell you honestly sorry bro um i don't listen to any other disney podcasts harder for not listening but now i want to because now i want to see what what it takes you two hours to do like i'm just curious oh podcast so i don't listen to any disney podcast and there's two reasons why um one i have no time and I'm rarely in my car. Uh, and two, I never, ever want anybody to be able to say to me, oh, you stole that idea from so-and-so or so-and-so or Jimmy Styles just did that episode. If I don't listen, I can't be accused of ever copying anybody. So I just choose not to. So here's my Thor Ravenscroft story. Um, I tracked down Thor Ravenscroft years ago when he was, um, he was in a nursing home. And I got in touch with the person who was his caregiver Explained to her um, what I was trying to do and the concept of the. I was like, listen, I'm doing the career. Becky Mankin. Oh, Becky Mankin. Oh, all rise. <laughs> Don't make eye contact. I told you. No eye contact with Becky. I hate you. I hate you more. We, were we not just saying nice things about Becky for the past hour? Um, 40 so funny. Weren't we? You're so funny uh-huh. like that. Nothing mean was said. You're, Nothing mean, thank you're lying you. Out loud Nothing mean was said. <laughs> Nothing. Fred Abley said, avert your. Wait, wait. Oh. So Fred Abley says, avert your eyes, the queen arrives. <laughs> <laughs> the princess has arrived. I'm just. Look, I don't make the news, I just read it. Should I go into the real story? No. Of what? <laughs> of what? So wait. So yeah. somebody just asked uh-huh. how you and I first met. Do you want the real story or yours? <laughs> what did I tell you? What did I tell you? My story is correct. <laughs> all right. So how did we first meet? Stan Solo says, Becky is here. All the children have left. And coincidentally, it's true. Wow. The Hoff- the Hoffman kids, the Hoffman kids are gone. Nicholas is here. Nicholas loves I'm a young adult, so I don't. Yes, you are. <laughs> Go ahead. How did we first meet? Uh, Magic meets. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, so far, so far, that's true. Yes. The first year of Magic meets, when you were there, surrounded by your clan, and you were across the way, and MEI Mouse. So you let me let me wait. Hold on. So you saw me across a crowded room. <laughs> You were captivated. <laughs> and then I turned to stone. <laughs> oh my God. Two. Let me 
tickets and you got two hits already? Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So the real Ricky liked real it. honest. Go ahead. The real honest version. Magic meets. You came right. up to me and introduced yourself at my table. You did. Because it's a gentlemanly it thing was a to nice do. It's a thing to do, yeah, because I sponsored the entire event. And you came over and said hello. And I happened to be on the side with another podcast sitting next to me. The, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Go ahead. Yes. And, and they, obviously, it was a great show. Magic Meets was a wonderful place to meet everybody. We had a great time. And you came over and introduced yourself and, and said, hey, look at my book. And, you know. Kind of introduce, tell me about what you did, and it was really nice. I didn't say, hey, look at my book. <laughs> I probably said. <laughs> yes, you did. My- <laughs> he did. Hey, look at my book. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a book. I wrote, it's got my daughter on it. I remember that. I mean, here, look at my cute little daughter. So, you were really sweet, and you and we were talking about you, what you were doing there, and what your business model was, and all the fun you were having, and and then I started talking to you about what we did, and the first thing out of your mouth was, "I have a travel partner," and I went, "Oh yes, I okay, oh okay, that's that's awesome. As long as you you know encourage people to book their travel agent, that's great. Yeah, congratulations, I'm glad you." But you were really sweet because you were like, "I have a travel," and I'm like, "Oh good, that's that's fine, that's wonderful," and and um, great. And you kept talking, and you blurted out, I'm really loyal. And <laughs> I went, okay, that's, that's great. I'm, I'm, it's nice that you're really loyal, and you've got a travel partner. That's awesome. And it's great to meet you. And I said, because I was awkwardly trying to get out of the conversation, but if that ever changes, let me know. And then one New Year's Eve, he didn't have a date. <laughs> Then the next year, <laughs> then the next year, did Magic Meets again after some interesting things with Mouse Fest, which someday we'll tell that tale. We already did. Go ahead. You didn't tell that. You never told anybody that. Not that tale. Okay. Jeez. So I want to be around for that. Um, the next year, you came up and you said you were really impressed with my team and how great they were and that they were waving with white, with the Mickey hands. And remember? Go ahead. You're old. It's okay. (laughs) You don't remember that, do you? Keep going. Really? Keep going. So then you you said, you know, it might be time to have that conversation. It was a year later. And we talked the next week, and that's how we formed a partnership. All right, Becky Mankin. It's trivia time with Becky Mankin. Wait, what's your no? What's your version? Your version. Hi, that, that, I'm Lou Mangello. Come work with me. No, 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 no. That's the your. That was about twenty nine percent true. Um, but at the heart of it, I, I, rem, I look. I remember. I was standing at a table while you were sitting down because I was not allowed to sit next to you. You were sitting there and you said, if things ever change. I did the first thing I said right. that. If the first, you, the let first me know. Year, so I was awkwardly trying to get out of the conversation and be going, I'm wild. And so why, I, you, I, so, I, why do you keep saying you're awkwardly trying? Are all conversations with me that awkward and I just don't know it? <laughs> <laughs> well, there have been some interesting ones, that's for sure, over the over time. It's, it's been almost 10 years. On what episode did you first appear? Oh, I want to forget that one. Scott knows. Well, Scott knows everything. He does know everything. Scott knows everything you've ever said at any time. Dude, I am incredibly impressed. Or you, did you study before today? That's the one I'm 
Okay, this one is. Do you know? I don't. Take a guess. Uh, 24. Not even close. 56. Anybody else? 7. 68. 19. 68. Scott 62. got it right. 68. 68. In April 2008. See, 68. I got it. Awesome. You are coming up on your 10-year... Tony says pretty much yes, you're awkward. I was so unsure about you. About me? Point. Yeah. So I didn't know if you were going to like throw trivia at me, so I would have to prove my worth or knowledge. Uh, wait, so, so a couple of people asked me, where are you? Because it does not look like a Disney. This is, this is Disney's newest resort, known as my backyard. Uh, <laughs> we had some technical issues at the um, undisclosed secret location earlier today, and we improvised. <laughs> After six trips to Publix, and <laughs> and you, you see now what the opposite side of the computer looks like, and the hot mess that it is back there. So, Scott Otis, or anybody else, who was the very first guest I ever had on the show? So the first show that I did, that awful six and a half minutes, which took me six hours to do. It took me six, six hours. hours. Yeah. It was, didn't you do Wait, a podcast before this? Six and a half minute show, you didn't have anybody on? No, I know. Oh, yeah. But it was me doing all the production, because oh. Nathan and I used to share production, and then and then it was also trying to figure out what to say. Who was it? The voice of Mouston. Who was? Was it really? Who was it? Was it Jonathan? It was John. What's his last name? Dictor. Dictor. It was Jonathan Dictor. What did no, Nothing. Um, you want a t? Are you going to win a T-shirt or a pop socket or a? You, well, you don't have an iPhone, so I can't give you an iPhone case. Um, I, you know, I have lots of all. I'm. You want to start that debate again? <laughs> I have lots of exciting prizes in and really? things. Yeah, I have lots. Of, uh, you'll have to wait and see. You'll have to wait and see. In that bag? I've got. A, bag? I've got. I've got lots of interesting stuff in the. Uh, I don't doubt that. In the bag. <laughs> Um, don't tell them. Someone grab the bag. Oh, don't by the way, grab while them. he's sitting here, somebody is scouring the house for the grease tape, right? You will never find it. I guarantee you that you will never find it because... Don't worry about it. Come on. It's in the bag. It's in the I've been trying to get him to run the grease tape for the 500th. I think that that would be perfect. None of us are going to... Because here's the grease tape. <laughs> So the grease tape really does exist. Nice. Eventually, you need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, listen. Grease on it. It says grease on it. I mean, if I had a VCR out here, I'd play it. But if you really cared about your listeners, especially the ones that are here, especially the members of the listen. nation, don't think I won't go after that, no matter where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that you should show the people that that came all the way out. Uh, listen, all I, look, I am doing. Sometimes, as a parent, we make decisions that we know are in the best interest of our child. We don't let them do things or see things. That's how I feel about the grease tape. Why? Because no good will come of okay, anybody seeing the grease tape. Tell us what role you play. No. Why? It's because it's, it's, a, it's a guy in leather. We know that. <laughs> I, I just feel special because, like, I was in the vicinity. All right, so to those of you, you and you in the group, what was your favorite interview ever on the show? Cindy Morgan. Cindy Morgan. I loved Shut your face. You did not. <laughs> did you, the Cindy Morgan? Northern Illinois University. Wow. 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh my God. Oh, I don't. No, we're not recording. I don't want to record that. Did you really? Like, Yuri, Cindy, Mark. She was Nancy's sorry sister. All right. Other than other than his ex girlfriend. Julie Andrews. You know how I am. Um, I got some Stacy's. I got lots of Richard Sherman's. Cal David. Who's Cal David? No help. No Who's idea. Cal David? No idea. Uh, Sunny Clips. <laughs> Bob Gurr. Interviews was, but really wasn't an interview when we did the um, the cruise with Richard Sherman. And that wasn't when, bad. He was, when he was rehearsing on stage. Oh my God. And Glenn and you and I and Tony. That was a favorite moment. That was, because we sort of sat there and we literally just, we took in the moment of like where we were and what we were doing and what we were witnessing. Um, and that, yeah, that was awesome. Oh, I love Samantha Brown. Samantha Brown was a good one, especially because I you totally, <laughs> no, you totally <laughs> fanboyed out. Oh my God, on absolutely. The, um, what was it? It was either the dream or the fantasy, because... Uh, when we had the media event on, it's got to be the dream. One of them. But you totally fanboyed out. You're like, I don't know if I should talk to her. Should I go talk to her? I'm no. Sure talk to her. That and was. She came up behind you. She goes, Oh, it's Lou Mangello, and you like turned beet red and did that. <laughs> <laughs> you totally did. And then you came bouncing back over after you got a chance to talk to Samantha Brown. So she remembered my name. It was so cute. You fanboyed. I did it again, like two. So when did one? Oh. Well, here's a trivia question because I don't know the answer. When did 102 Ways to Come Out? How long ago was that? Three years that ago? That was the year that we did the, the show at Key West. Still not helping. Give me a year. I don't either. So maybe it was. T- so I saw her in Magic Kingdom and she came over. We were chatting and I have a picture of me, her, and 102 Ways. Isn't that was, on your website? Isn't that like probably. prominently yeah, it displayed? It was my lock screen for a long time, too. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I loved your Ridley Pearson interview where he turned the tables on you. That was nice. On the cruise. That was on the cruise. I wish I could have fed him some, some questions, though, because that would have been more fun. So, all right, Giorgio Ircurta is is on. Who is he and why is, what, who is he and what show is he on? You know what? You never introduced me to anybody, so how am I supposed to know? Giorgio, by the way, we're going to get together he now that you're... He does not... Do you remember who, do remember so who Giorgio funny, is? Because he'll, like, run across the Shut room up. and, and I get start it. talking I'm going to mute your microphone. And... Anybody who knows Giorgio is? Yeah. No? Yes? He's the mask artist, the Venetian mask artist from Italy. Ooh. He was, you were, he was like, a very early video. I, what was the very first video I ever did? I'll give you a T-shirt. Not that you would ever wear it, but I'll give you a T-shirt. Huh? Something to do with food. Yep. It was something to do with food, obviously. And it was... Obs. Nope. 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 I do not know that. T-Rex Cafe. <laughs> T-Rex Cafe. Why? The grand opening of T-Rex Cafe. And that's when I first met Steve Shussler. We were like, oh my gosh, you ate all that food? No, the funniest thing was that Nicholas, who was like four or five, was going back to school. And I guess something got lost in translation because I met one of his teachers and was like, oh, I didn't know you own T-Rex Cafe. Your son Nicholas just told me. And I'm like, no, I don't own T-Rex Cafe. I happen to shoot a video there. So <laughs> I couldn't go in there. Dinosaurs. Favorite dining review? Blue Zoo. Boathouse. The first blue. That was really early on, too, with Scott, right? So let me see. Blue Zoo was... 204. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Um, that was good. And then I did. And then, and then we did Grand Floridian tea. Not a food review, but the food and wine festival walkabout. So we didn't. So Emma was back on show two oh two. Ah, she was on three shows. Huh. So didn't you do like one that was like a UK? We explored, right? We explored the UK. Was, and then one yep. You went to Rosen Crown. Rosen, Rosen Crown, and then we did afternoon tea. Okay. So wait, so favorite, so a lot of people said Jock Lindsay's. That was a good time. A good Jock, Lin, Jock Lindsay was a good time. Yeah. We just, we, we pointed at the menu and we told the server, we just want this. And he and we sat in the bell, like yeah. that was a good, and yeah, and he was a good server too. Yeah, he was fun. One of the Southern hospitality restaurants with a cast member was flirting with Lou. I don't know what, what episode was that? That happening. So was there ever a, li- a live dining review that you heard that prompted you to go to that restaurant? Yeah. Oh, Rosen Rosen Crown? Yeah. Like that you like, that you wouldn't have probably gone I to otherwise. The eggs and all that stuff just it, because it's They're good. <laughs> Raglan Road. Oh, Frank has in a Rag, uh, we did um Meisner's Lounge. We did Meisner's Lounge together. We had a lovely time by the way. And then he bought a shot of Louis the 13th just because Really? Yeah. Who did and that? Frank. Awesome. And he let me take a sip of it. Good job. And I'm like Was it good? Yeah. Was it worth the sorry. cost? Um I think that, by the way, Lucy Stewart, thank you very much. Um, I think that you need to have an appreciation for that type of of liquor to understand the difference between a $250 shot and a, you know, some Mad Dog 2020, you know, (laughs) out of the back of your van. Father Christopher says, I went to Meisner's because of you as well. <laughs> Frank says, just say it. It was overrated. Um, oh, that's right. I did get my... You were very generous that night. Um, we had a lovely time. Um, your Plaza Review made us put it on our list, headed there in eight days. It's not so much dining reviews, but the snacks, most definitely. Oh, Leah uh, says, hi, how are you? Uh, we dined at, at the bar at Portobello's because of the review. Ultimately had our Disney wedding meet and greet there the night our guest flew in. Oof. Sanaa Bread Service. Right. So good. So good we had to have it last night. <laughs> Katrina says Lou getting his own, own chair. There is the chair. Who's sitting in the chair? That's it. You're sitting you're in the boathouse chair. That's the chair. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what do you mean? Ah, uh? that was so it's nice like of them. All of a sudden, I get these messages. I have to have a ch- my name on a chair on the Disney Wonder. I have to have my name on a chair everywhere you go now. You have to have. Yeah. What I think I might do? Maybe I'll just make up my own little bronze plaques and just put them on the backs of a chair and just see how long they like. Or I'll put them underneath a chair. In a foreign land. Somebody asked me what is, what's my favorite interview, and do they know that I'm? Oh, for restaurant reviews, do they know that I'm coming? Um, most of the time, they don't. Um, there are a few occasions that they do, but 99% of the time, I just walk in with my little recorder, and we just go and do our thing. My favorite interviews, you know, it's it's the it's the low hanging fruit, but as a kid, sorry. So my two are obviously Richard Sherman and, and Mary and Mary Pops and Julie Andrews. And to a certain degree, they're both for the same reason. Because as a kid, like the music from Mary Poppins and obviously the, the parks was so important to me. Uh, and Richard Sherman was like the nicest, most, he still is, the nicest, most humble guy in the world. Because if you think about it, what show is Richard Sherman? Otis? 80? <laughs> so it was show 80. 
and it was pre D twenty three, so it was mm-hmm. it was before you a lot. They were like, you know, bringing a lot of the legends out. So most people didn't know or had heard from these people, and I'll never forget. Um, people ask me all the time, like, how did you like? How'd you find him? Like, who connected you? And I'm like. I basically found his home phone number because um, he had a company and I went through the company and I eventually sort of looked it up and I called his house and I talked to his wife who was like the nicest she lady in the amazing. world. She is amazing. Elizabeth and, is... And we talked for like 45 minutes. Yeah. And he, I'll never forget him. He was like, he literally asked me, um, he's like, why do you want to interview me? I'm like, do you know who you are? <laughs> But he was incredibly gracious, and I got choked up at the end, and it was... But Julie Andrews, like, if I would have called my mom, and I was like, oh, my God, I interviewed Richard Sherman, she'd be like, what do you do again? Why why did I pay for law school? <laughs> she would never really say that out loud. But when you say to your mom, I interviewed Julie Andrews, she, she says, why are you not a lawyer anymore? And then she says, oh, I know who Julie Andrews is. What I want to know, because this is the... Out of all the interviews you've done... You've only texted me about one interview after you were done because you were so excited, and that was Julie Andrews. So how many people did you text that day? <laughs> Just out of pure everybody. excitement. I texted everybody. Um, but I will tell you, other people so other people that I really enjoyed interviewing um, was um, Kat Cora, who was very, very nice. And I interviewed her um, the, like the day before she was going to give birth to her child. Right. Um, and that's why, and I think, so, <laughs> so it was that interview that my hard drive crashed and I didn't have a secondary backup, which I do now all the time. And I was an IT geek, so I spent days trying to, remember when I spent, like we still lived in Naples, I spent days trying to recover the hard drive with all like the tools and I spent a ton of money on software. And I eventually had to spend like $2,200 to send the drive out to get the data off it because I couldn't say, hey, you know that awesome interview we did? Uh, can you shut that kid up for a second? Can we do it all over again? Which I did have to do one other time. I had to, I had to redo an interview. Who was the um, Steven, the D23 guy. Who was the head of D23? Clark. Right, that guy. Um, we had to redo an interview. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. But nobody else knew except me and him, so... Uh, Steve Williams says, I agree. The cruise and his concert was amazing, and he was so nice. He really was. And I will never forget. Where's my kid? L- like, uh, Marion, what is your the greatest moment ever in your life that you will remember and appreciate forever? Yeah, the Sherman thing. The fact that Richard Sherman sang you Happy Birthday. Yeah, that. Yes. I just like cried, and I was like, you are dad of the flipping year right now and I literally leaned into her and I said you can never ever forget this moment yeah, and that yeah was, that was four now I wish that was a seven day but it only uh, what was most impressive oh were the out oh that was very nice were the out I never read these ahead of time were the outstanding questions you prepared for Mr. Sherman you brought out some excellent responses from him that's the lawyer in you coming out because you never ask a question that you don't either know the answer to or want to start directing people down a certain path um, and so many times I think we hear interviews especially in like in the Disney space of people who are just not prepared or who don't know their guests and I think it's disrespectful to them like if they're giving you their time you better believe I'm going to be prepared Ridley Pearson is, is, is still one of my favorite guests um, just because he's like the nicest guy in the world Charlie Ridgway, I love. Jim Corcus. Yeah.
Does everybody remember the old Walt Disney World Inside Out shows on the Disney Channel? Yes. J.D. Roth. So when I interviewed J.D. Roth, he was a nice guy. He was cool. So I'm looking to see, let's see, Al Konetsny, Alan Menken. Um, he was great. Alan was great. Stan Soul says, to this day, one of the nicest men I've ever met was Ron Cohey. Oh, yeah. And that's true. Like, he, he is a good, good guy. Um, so I'll tell you who my dream interview is. Um, and it's not Bob Iger because if you interview Bob Iger, he gives you. He, uh, anyway, he's got to give you the corp. He's got to give you the corporate answer. If I if I answer it correctly, can we see the grease tape? No, because you know the answer already because we've talked about it because you've asked me this question before. Uh, Richard Kane, it's not Ice Cube. It's not. <laughs> it's not Ridley Scott. Um, uh, happy birthday, Kelly Daniel. And it, and I think I know. Who is it? Eisner, right? Eisner, yeah. Would you um, be interested in Iger now, after all the acquisitions no. and all the... No, because he's still... he leaves the company? When he leaves the company, then we'll talk. I want him to, leave, I want him to be I'll like the policy. Disney legends are now. <laughs> because the Disney legends are now, as they get more advanced in age, they got nothing to lose. Man, they just let it fly. <laughs> like, they don't... Bob Gurr has no problem sharing anything that you want to know about anything. Oh, Tony Baxter's pretty um, open, too. Yeah. About things going on. Scott Otis, what was the longest show I ever did? Other than not including 40 hours, but longest actual, like, podcast. Single episode. So, according to, to, the, to the Matrix, the longest show was show 100 at 157 minutes. 100 show roundtable. And then it was one at 154 minutes, which was the year in the review, the 2000. 40 hour show longest? You can't go. I want to get, can I hug you off camera? Because if I get away from here, I don't trust her by herself. Thank you so much. I, I, I love, trust me I by love myself either. You. So love and appreciate you too. So proud of you. Awesome job. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. You were awesome today. Thank you. Say thank you. Good job, man. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Healthymoving.com. What was the first ever two-part show that I ever did? That I had to, that I had to break it up into two parts. What was the first two-parter? Yeah, what was the first two-parter? Yeah. Jeff Curdy. The oh, Jeff really? Curdy interview. We did a two-part Adventures by Disney to China, and then The Great Movie Ride with Jim Corcus was the only other one that I did in two parts. What was, what was, for anybody, whether you were there, your favorite event that we ever did? I know mine is. Great Movie Ride Dinner? I loved it. We were so close to that second one. Tower of Terror was good Tower of Terror sounded cool, too. I didn't get to do that one. We gotta, that's the one we gotta that do was, again. I wrote that. We gotta I, do that one. I changed my mind because walking around the lobby of the Tower of Terror, like, when they just kind of dropped the velvet ropes and were like, go ahead in and take pictures. <coughs> yeah. yeah. <coughs> so other ones include the Adventurers Club, which was really like the first say, one that we did. Why don't you um, name all of the events that we've done together? Adventurers Club, Tower of Terror, the American Adventurers Club, the Great Movie Ride, um... The world of color out in Disneyland, if you want to throw that one in there, too. A lot of people said Adventures Club. Um, the Adventures Club was one of my favorites. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. Well, Especially pulling it off the way I had to at the last minute. And the fact that it was the last, like, we sort of had the last time before the executives did it the night after, and then that was it. I thought American, the American Adventures Club was cool because nobody had ever done it before. It was written specifically right. for us. Um, and it was sort of an American version of the. We weren't allowed to call it the American Adventures Club, but I called it the American Adventures Club anyway. So, 
You know, we did have one, and we don't won't say what it was. We did have one that was tying into one of the audio guides okay. that we had it like it ready to go, and then because they were doing construction on New Fantasyland, they yeah. needed that space and would not let us use it. I was heartbroken. <laughs> John Delancey says number one rhymes with Schmothaus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a lot of Pandoras, a lot of Haunted Mansions, a lot of haunt, Haunted Mansion and Pandoras. What would you do in Pandora? Who did the Disneyland first annual, first ever scavenger hunt? I didn't. I was there. I hate you. Stop. <laughs> would you, so what, despite the hatred. I enjoyed it. It was just. It, uh-huh. A lot of what? Yeah, a lot of Toontown. I never want to step in the Toontown USA ever again. But it, it made, like, I had been in Toontown, I mean, this is only my second trip to Disneyland, and so we did Toontown a little bit, we did Rod Rabbit Cartoon Spin and all that, but I never really looked at all the detail that was in that until we did the scavenger. And that's why I put so many questions there, because I knew you... Shade, it was so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just do that in the Becky voice, because that's... There was no shade! <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Don't cancel my vacation. Please don't cancel my vacation. <laughs> but it was, really? that was part of the point, was I wanted you to go to places that you didn't spend a lot of time. Like, there was also a lot on Main Street, but Main Street's sort of an obvious choice. But that was part of the challenge. That's why it was called a challenge. I was impressed because I had never been there. It was my first trip to Disneyland. Right. And it was, like, doable. Like, I felt like we were, I mean, we weren't, like, Major competitors, but we did okay. You you scored better than fun. you think that you did. We finished fourth. I still call shenanigans. <laughs> On what? Their phone. Yeah, I think so. You think so? I don't think that your phone would have helped you very and I much. I also didn't know you couldn't talk. That you could talk to kids. <laughs> I thought you couldn't talk. They were what? I no, thought you couldn't talk to yeah. cast members. There was nothing in the rules that said you could not talk to cast members. Mm-hmm. I said you couldn't call anybody, and you were on the honor system not to use your phone to look stuff up. I didn't. I specifically did not mention... Because they kept offering to help us, and I thought we were being entrapped. <laughs> <laughs> Moving around to every single yeah. cast member. So you, if anybody so, speaks to you today, ignore them, whether they have a piece of paper or not. So you think that I'm that much of a jerk that I would have tried to entrap you? <laughs> is that something you'd want to do again? Totally. Here. Here? I'd, yeah, I'd be down for here. The only problem with here... The only problem with here... Problems? No. Is that some knucklehead made these audio tours that have all kinds of questions and information about so then, the park. So don't do Magic Kingdom. Do one of the other three parks. <laughs> God. You didn't make audio guides for there yet. I would did or did I? I would oh. Really? Of course. So wait a minute. You're are you sort of throwing down the gauntlet that if I did an Epcot quest and announced it tonight, that you would almost guarantee the top spot or at least the top two? So we get you to announce it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richard says, which one of the audio tours was the most fun to make? I think I found that I learned the most in Liberty Square because I really sort of dug deep into it. Um, so yeah, I really, I like, I mean, Main Street maybe, but just for sentimental reasons because it was the first one. Um, 
but I, I liked doing um, I liked doing Liberty Square a lot. So. Well, I will now. Where are you? Minute. All right. <laughs> I want you to. I want you to. I'm going to go around the horn. I want you to finish this sentence. I'll start this way. Because of WDW Radio, I blank. <laughs> Sorry. Don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. Um, ran a lot more miles and being new to the area, met a lot of people from Chicago, so you have that connection. Okay. I have been so fortunate to meet some of the most important people in my life, and I am so grateful for how far you have come, for what you have built and created, not only for me, but for our wonderful family. If it wasn't for you, we would not have moved here, and I never in a million years would have thought that we would have moved here. If you would have told me... 10 years ago that we would have moved to Florida, I would have said, Lewis, you're crazy. There's no way I'm leaving. And it was the best decision you ever made for our you family. You still say that I'm crazy. Uh, so we know that. For different reasons, you still but say that I'm crazy. I am so fortunate like, to have what you built for us on so many different levels, and I'm grateful beyond words. Well, I have news for you. Um, we're, we're not moving. We're, we're not moving. <laughs> we are not leaving. I'm I am not packing up another house. I missed I am, the law so much. No, but I do remember Jersey. the second that you came down the stairs and you said to me, Deanna, I think it's ready to move to Florida. And I looked at you and I said, you know what? I think you're right. I think that night you went and you started packing. I was running down the stairs I, as you were saying I you were really right. I really believe. Like you were finishing the yes, I believe that that night you started packing because I don't think you ever thought in a million years I'd I say to you, yes, Let's go. And literally, within two, three weeks, we had the house on the market. We had just... We didn't sell it in two weeks. No. We had just finished the last bathroom, the last bathroom in the house. It was our forever house. It was the money pit. It It was was truly... I had dreams of uh, me coming home and Lewis was hanging from, like, the the floor, from, like, the the two-story. It was ridiculous. We had lickable wallpaper, remember? I, I unfortunately We had one in the kitchen. In our kitchen. In our you ever kitchen. See Willy yeah. our when wallpaper, we bought the house. It was like all these little like rows of fruits and berries and we yes. walked in and we started like licking the wallpaper because like that's from what it looked like. It looked Willy, like Wonka. Willy Wonka. Like yeah, wallpaper. like it was crazy. And then the wallpaper then, in the foyer wait. was so thick. They, no, they didn't. We, they didn't when they did modifications <laughs> to the house, they didn't strip the old wallpaper. They just kept on layering on. So the guy pulled the wallpaper off and it and stood up straight. And it stood straight up. Yeah. Was like that thick, yeah, and it was textured. So not only did it stand straight up, but all the texture was still left in the foyer. And it was a, a four-bedroom Central Hall Colonial. I don't even awful. think about it anymore. Like the, the uh, yeah, I agree. But anyway, so that was supposed to be sincere. Because of W Radio, I have fallen in love with well over a thousand people. Wow, you get around, and I'm forever. That's oh, love. <laughs> Is it really love? Um, and that's Ricky DJ Technoid it's Reed. So ex- no, I we love DJ Technoid Ricky yes, Reed. Yes, we do. Who has done so? He I, he did so many mixes for us too. Because of DDW, WDW Radio, I had the most coincidental uh, meeting with a Englishman at the uh, Tokyo Dining. And that Englishman would be oh our good friend Martin, who's brill, who is very brill, <laughs> who just said the world is smaller. So many new friends because of the show. Oh my gosh, Tony actually said something. Did he say something? Yeah. I didn't read it because I just sort of so block nice. it out. I know. Because of W Radio, I have new family members. Oh. oh. I, that must have been Charlene. There's no way he wrote that. <laughs> because of W Radio, I spend most of my vacation spending money on food because of the show. Yeah. That's Emma McLaughlin from the UK. Because of WDW Radio, I made it through the hardest time in my life. 
Oh. Was that when you couldn't get a reservation at Boathouse? Was it that? Was that it? <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> I did it that one. That was um, because of you guys. Seriously, um, I felt like when I thought I lost everything, I had friends all over the world, you know. And it was just there was always a person to lean on, and it was it was because of this community that you built. So, um, and everyone is just like magical everyone clicks and you meet so many people that just <laughs> fit right in it well some not so magical <laughs> but honestly and honestly it's because of you that i run too because sorry sorry about I know, that right? tomorrow's 20 miles yeah that's gonna i i just realized how much money i've cost you people on food and running when you yeah. wanted to cry the most the show mm -hmm. people made you smile though. really yeah and and sometimes you know it's because of of that that you'd message somebody and you just you needed a friend right then and there's always that friend right there that will message you back and be right there and you're not alone when you think you are so I mean there's so much more that you've created than than meets the eye really and and you've shown me the world because I never would have gone to Alaska I never would have taken these cruises and when I did and I thought you know I don't want to travel by myself at 5 a.m. when I was in my PJs <laughs> trying to get coffee, someone was like, hi, Beatrice Feeney. I'm like, I haven't fixed my hair. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, <laughs> but I wasn't alone, you know, and then I'd run on the deck with these guys. So, you know, it's, there's so much more to it. That, and we thank you for that. Wow, Thanks. I have to follow yeah. that up. Jeez. <laughs> okay, because um, of you guys, I've made a ton of friends, people I probably wouldn't be friends with otherwise, and tried a lot of food and a lot of restaurants I wouldn't have tried otherwise. Because of WDW Radio and the running team, I get up at 4 30 in the morning. And it's dark and it's cold and we get in the car and we drive to Epcot so we can get on a monorail and we can go all the way over to Magic Kingdom. Wait, do you get a medal? I got a double And I did get a medal. I do. We did. We didn't see Lou and Becky fight. And we get to No, we get to go. Mommy and Daddy are fighting again. We get to go stand with our friends and with people. What? With people that we have met from yeah, all over, not just all over the country, but all over the world. And it's fun, and, you know, it's, it might be dark, and it might be cold, but it's magical. And it's fun. And we thank you. And, God, we thank you for every single time we see you on that course. You do not know what you guys do for us. And I am so grateful every time I see you. And your husband, I, I mean it. It is the greatest feeling, so thank you. We're we talking about running. We're still talking about running again. I'm exhausted just listening to it. <laughs> All right, my turn. Uh, because of WDW Radio and Lou Moncello, I have met some amazing people who also are like family. Um, I came to the show from a different avenue because I was on the mom's panel and blogging myself and kind of met him that way but then I met everyone else that was you know part of the WDW radio family um, because of that I met this guy <laughs> and we got married Mary. almost two years ago you did? yeah I didn't, see any I didn't see any pictures about it on Facebook oh, really? <laughs> I'll do a few more um, also I met Becky Mankin and got a job when I really needed uh, pick me up in my life and had to kind of start over from square one. So 
everyone and you know Deanna and the whole gang and all the family has been like family to me when you know I really needed people to be there so it's been life changing to say the least Aww. so thank Sweet. you <laughs> ditto <laughs> <laughs> no seriously yeah. I, yeah I was part of this uh, family uh, Pretty early on, I would say, but uh, definitely because of Lou and the WDW radio show, um, I definitely have a lot more family members and both immediate and also with some great friends. And uh, and I've had a lot of uh, really just fantastic times that, that we've all had together. So thank you, Lou. What's your favorite time that we've ever had together? Don't say the incident. <laughs> Well, I probably. Do you all know what the incident is, by the way? Uh, no, let's not reenact it, please. I could do. A, no, 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 no. No, I'd no, no. No, say probably that time that we roomed together back, uh, dude, at Disneyland. <laughs> because of W, because of you, I will never room with anyone ever again. See, see, I'm good for something. Never. <laughs> Your wife barely gets in there. After yeah. Scenario, yeah. I still think that you're imagining things. Am I? <laughs> Am I? I'd, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Moving on. Thank you. Oh boy. No, I'm gonna wait. Oh god. I'll, I'll, I'll I need my out. moment what? in the sun to shine. You sure? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, because of WDW Radio, I, I left my job. No one gets it. For like four years. <laughs> you were not supposed to. <laughs> I know. No, no. I listen. None of the decisions that I've made have been. I mean, not, so I make some decisions, maybe at least some of the good ones. Like yeah. dining decisions, maybe dining decisions. Okay, but this is bigger. Like no, I. None of the decisions that I've made have been because of you um, and this group, but they've been so much better because of this group um, you know the things that I have done in the last couple of years I think I've done with so much more confidence um, because of this wonderful family um, and the fact that somebody else had made the same crazy decisions um, you know, the, the miles I run are longer the the move was so much easier knowing that I was coming into this family um, it, it just Everything about the last couple of years has been better um, because of this family that you've built. So thank you. How am I supposed to say something after that? <laughs> um, uh, because of all this, I made friends I'm going to have for the rest of my life. Uh, I never thought I'd run a marathon. I'm going to be running my third in January. Uh, I couldn't even run a mile in high school. <laughs> and <laughs> now I'm running marathons. Um, I moved to Florida. Like it was really one of the driving reasons that made me realize that I was I'm happy here more than I was when I lived up in New York. Uh, and also that there were other people out there like me that were huge Disney fans all over the country. Like you didn't have to be here to, you know, there wasn't. I talk about Disney to all my friends when I lived up in New York, and they were like, "God, you're talking about Disney again." And here there are people that I can actually talk to about Disney and. They get it like I do. So, yeah. Your Majesty, this is my moment to show. Uh, why don't really? you listen? Just move your listen. Just move your lips, and I'll do the voice for you. I'll do like a voiceover for you. Because of WDW Radio, Radio, I drink. 
<laughs> I think you did that before we met. You might drink no. more. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. I probably would have more airline miles if I, but but it's okay to you know spend those because it, it's been great times. I think um, because of WDW Radio, I learned how to go to bed at four o'clock in the afternoon to try to get up at two o'clock in the morning to go hang out on the side of the road to cheer people. I never would have had the fun of the sweaty hug. <laughs> That's still my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's still my proudest moment. Um, for those who don't know, I, I'm going to tell the story because it's going to change. Nice my ideas. You know, you're out there every morning, right? And you're and by the fourth time or the sixth year or so, it, it was getting you know a little tedious. Sorry, it was. It was. We wanted to like jazz it up, so we texted the running team, and Lou didn't know it. We texted the running team and said. A dollar for every sweaty hug, up to five, depending on how sweaty he ends up being. Don't encourage her. It was awesome. So he didn't know it. So we're standing there, and all these people are running by and just grabbing him and hugging him and, like, rubbing themselves all over him. <laughs> and by about the 20th person, he looks at me and he goes, what the heck is going on? I'm like, I'm like going, they just love you. They really, really care about you, the person, and they want to show you. <laughs> they could be a lot less wet if they did. <laughs> so by about the 50th person, he got it. There was something going on. Deanna had come by by that point. And I remember, Deanna, you looked at me and you said, I've been telling people as I've been running to come and, and hug the guy that's in blue. Um, so, you know, the sweaty hug thing is gone. It's had its run. It's been wonderful. I, we need some new ideas. So if anybody has any great ideas about what could possibly ha I liked your idea, but that might be our flaw. That's our plan B. Excuse if me? If nothing else comes up, the plan you B. You had the idea? You she is it? fabulous. Your wife is fabulous. More than anything. More than anything. This has introduced me to another family. And I have a sister over there that I love to pieces. And I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about your wife. And I have a little bratty brother that I never knew I ever wanted one, and I, and I have one now, who apparently does a really horrible job of impersonating me, <laughs> from what I understand. <laughs> and I never knew that I ever, because of WDW Radio, I've never wanted to get my hands on a VHS tape <laughs> as badly as I ever wanted to have one in my hand right now. And there's one close, so I hear you need to go to the bathroom or something, don't you? You need to take a break. Deanna and I could take over for a little. Do you while. even still have a VHS? Play? Say what? I'll take over. Nicholas, finish the sentence. Come here. No, you got this. Finish the sentence. Because of WW Radio, I blank. Uh, know what the boathouse is. <laughs> <laughs> you are awesome. That's why he's my favorite son. What? <laughs> I think that's a, I think that's a perfect answer. That's a perfect answer. Because because finish the sentence. Because of WDW Radio, I blank. It's it's been a life-altering experience. I now live in Florida. Never thought I would actually get to live that dream. Um, I have a, a dream job. 
and a lot of that has come from the relationships and the experiences I've had since starting to listen to mouse tunes way back when, wow. when I got my one and only Apple product. Um, that was before, I don't know that mouse tunes was it ever on the non-iTunes platform. It was. So when Mouse Tunes first came out, there was no podcast weren't in iTunes. You had to have um, software that's called like Juicer or um, there was like four or five different applications that you could download in order to listen to podcasts. Um, it was it would, and it was just about the time right before they started to be introduced into iTunes. But still, well, still to this day, I have to explain to people what a podcast is. So. What was your favorite episode ever oh, of the that's, show? That's easy, and it hasn't changed over all of Even though I've listened to every episode, except for the ones I'm on, um, it's the Richard Sherman episode. Yeah. And that I could listen to every week and never grow tired of the stories. Wow. What's an episode that I've never done that you would like me to do? Or an interview? Something I've never done before. Snacks in Japan. I actually did, years ago, I did a video. Oh, no, it actually wasn't Snacks in Japan, but I did, the, with Glenn, I did, I tried, like, the the crabs, the little dried crabs. Mm-hmm. I think I grabbed, like... Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That was a long, man, that was a long time ago. No, the best was the squishy salmon. No. Oh, in terms of things I've gotten no, in the mail. The best was, the, best was the, the plums, the pickled plums. Oh, my God. What? Oh, no. The pickled plums. Not these pickled plums. No. No. Japanese. No, not these. These are these. If if Satan himself were to birth something, and that's what it was. It, it was foul. Like, it was rotten. Like it was I, the first, it was the, one of the first years. It's worth. There's. He no, didn't even try that. I know, but it had to be. You had to I'm smell gonna it. eat that one day. I'm so the thousand-year-old egg. I always wanted to try one. He was. He was good enough to try things that pre- people brought. Right. So they, right. we were at um, at Mouse Meats right. up in the Seattle area, and somebody had brought you this wonderful basket of stuff. So you were trying one thing after another, and then you opened this wonderful <laughs> jar, which I don't remember if it's actually <gasps> popped. When it opened or not, so it could have been oh. that that had been sitting there for quite some time. In the heat, probably. And the setup was like this, so it was facing the camera, and behind us is um, a dock area, right, with a door. And he put this thing in his mouth, and his face turned about seven shades of purple and red, and he, was, he looked like he was going to throw up right there on camera. So he took off. Jeremy and I are standing there watching this all go down he runs one direction and Jeremy and look at each other and then he runs the other direction it was like a cartoon right it was like a cartoon right somewhere to, to spit out this wonderful pickled plum but I think that you still said that that was the the most disgusting thing that you've ever they eaten are that was... though. like they're they're Japanese they're... yeah but I it, it... I, I'm with you, but I have to believe that this one was spoiled. We have to get you a proper one. Because there, I'm curious. Because it tasted like death. Like it tasted like death. It smelled horrible. No, I mean there was something wrong with this. It smelled so bad. Uh, the pickled plum. By the way, Emma Emma McLaughlin. Uh, I actually interviewed Alan Menken on show 196. So she's like, that's the one she said she wanted to hear. Um, there's only two things that I've never. What? There's only one thing I've never eaten, ever. 
because I get a lot of weird stuff in the mail. So the only thing that I've never eaten was I got a package because so many of you have been generous. Is this like the pop? Is this like? No, this is there's one thing I've never eaten. Like the salmon. The salmon. So I got a package from Alaska, and there was all kinds of like um, salmon jerky, and I I open it up and I just try it live on the show, and we do it on Wednesday nights. And in the package was this large thing of sockeye salmon, mm-hmm. and it was squishy. Yeah, they're always packaged that way. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it was squishy in a, maybe it didn't have the tightest vacuum seal. This thing has been sitting in a FedEx truck in the Florida heat for like a couple of days, kind of squishy. And I think I made a, a wise, I chose wisely. How do you tell that squishy from just standard squishy? Because, like... If it was it was, was vacuum sealed, I'm listen. I went. I'm an attorney. I know exactly what I'm talking. Um, you can please tell when something was was sealed properly. Yeah, of the salmon um, in the sealed pouch. Um, I've tried ghost pepper, Jonathan. Um, so that's the weirdest thing. I, I don't know if that's the weirdest thing I've ever gotten. It's the only thing I've never eaten. I've gotten some wacky UK stuff, um, food wise. Amanda would love. To, I would love to try some Aussie fare. You should try the Pocky Chip made with Carolina Reaper peppers live one week. Okay. Carolina Reapers are no joke. All right, Chris. People don't like you on I, that, that might be These scary. are the people I call my friends. But I'll try. I would try it to say that I tried one. Um, so wait. So nobody ever answered. Oh, so we know where we want to go. Anything that I haven't done on the show, haven't talked about, or somebody you want to hear from? This probably be easy. You know Alex Mayer? Yeah. He's the artist at Disney. Mm-hmm. And that would be interesting enough. But his hobby is Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. And he teaches a class at Disney about Walt Yeah, yeah. That might be a very interesting show. So he's one of the first people. Don't, what are you hitting me for? He's one of the first people I ever interviewed, but it was on Mouse Tunes. That's an idea. He, me, him, Brian went to the Barnes & Noble on Sand Lake Road and did an interview there. But I, I don't think he's ever actually been on WWE Radio. So I, you're right. I will. I'll do, I'll do it, Alex. Dining Review, Victoria and Albert's Chef's Table. I'm in for that one. Um, of course. <laughs> you owe me so many different dining reviews and lounge reviews. You've been promising me a lounge review I, for six years. No, no listen. Oh, I, will, I, will, I will give you top ten lounges in Walt Disney World. You've been saying that for four years. Maybe, maybe we should do it, and then we'll somehow pick a nation member to join in. Oh, that'd be fun. No auction. There's one that's my favorite. Okay, I, I know my favorite. What's your favorite? The one, the Geyser Point. Like Geyser Point? Good choice. Good choice. That was nice. Christopher. Territory Lounge is good, too. Do they still have the pretzels Territory with the cheese? He would never do it. Yeah, they still have the fondue there? Uh, I think so. Maybe we should go check it out. Good night, everybody. It scares him. <laughs> so, Emma McLaughlin, I interviewed, I, I, you missed this before, I interviewed Alan Menken back on show 196. This is awesome to see how how you find that information so quickly. Yeah, so now there's like now we know the secrets. Yeah, somebody actually made that uh, up for me. So right. let let's take two. Let's take a couple of phone. Yeah, let's take a couple of phone calls really oh, quickly. That's a good idea. Yeah, Marion just wants to hear me get all sobby. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Lou. You're on the air. Hello. I'm going to guess that you know who this is. Of course I know who this is. It's Terry Stinson Darty. <laughs> okay. So let me answer all those questions that you haven't seen. Let's see the top 10 smells. Um, top 10 smells. Yeah, it probably was Richard Sherman. Sherman. Um, 
<laughs> anyway, um, and the top ten shows that you should do, I still say music for all four parts. Music, 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 music. I'm coming okay. back to that. I'm, I promise you I'm coming back to that. I'm going to come back and do... The, I, I've never repeated an episode. I've never repeated a show topic since... From Mouse Tune days to now, although I will tell you, I am going to redo music in the parks, and I'm also going to okay. redo the Seven Wonders of Walt Disney World. So what are the seven? What were the Seven Wonders of Walt Disney World? Am I being quizzed on this? Uh, you, you can join <laughs> the cast, in. Cast, the cast members was <laughs> cast members. <laughs> Wait, what did they say? No, I didn't even hear it. He said, that's the so it's list. Spaceship Earth, Audio Animatronics, Monorail, not the Boathouse, Cinderella I say, Castle. I say cast members, cast, cast members right cast here. Cast members, yep. Yes, that was my one the contribution there. Kidding? I don't want to, wow. you know, hog the stage. Scott Otis. <laughs> Scott Otis, look at you. So we, I, will, I will revisit those, uh, those two topics. I'll definitely revisit those. Well, that will be... That will be absolutely wonderful. And what, how, I'm supposed to finish the sentence, which I did, but radio, what I, what I would do differently. Oh, blah. If I hadn't found WDW Radio, I would not have the amazing people, which include at least four people that you have sitting behind you, including Lisa and both Nikki's and Beatrice Feeney. So. <laughs> yeah. So she said if it wasn't so, for WW Radio, she wouldn't have the amazing friendships that she has with so many people, including some of the people that are sitting here, like Lisa and Nikki's, Beatrice Feeney, not Becky, but most of most of I mean, no. everybody else. <laughs> then in, Don't do that. <laughs> You're so awful. <laughs> Well, Terry Simpson Darty, because because of you, listen, thank you so much. I, I am so grateful um, to you and the friendship that we have cultivated and grown over the last few years. I am grateful to you very much as well, and I will eventually move down there. We know it's going to happen, right? And I will continue to <laughs> endeavor to convince your hubby to move down here. All the cool kids are doing it. Look. That's right. Yay. All the cool kids okay. are in Florida cult. You just called her. They're sitting right yes. They can hear what you're saying. Yes, I realize that. I embrace it. I embrace it fully. She embraces it fully. All Listen, right. there's worse What's cults the to be in. Do you guys want some Kool-Aid? Oh. What, too soon? It's the best Kool-Aid. It's so good. I anyway, you yes, soon. you you guys have a wonderful night, and I will talk to you again later. And uh, take care, guys. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Hey, this is Lou. Welcome to the last show, the last episode of WW Radio. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Lou. Hi, everybody. Hi. Who's this? This is Christine Martin from Firetown, PA. So, so go ahead. So finish the sentence. Because of WW Radio, I... Okay, so because of WD Radio, there's so many things, but I have uh, changed my outlook every day to be more positive. Okay, first of all. Um, And I'm taking, I'm the one who wrote, I'm taking a leap of faith. I'll let you know if it works out. Okay. So she's changed her outlook to a much more positive one, and she's taking a leap of faith. 
Yes. So we'll see. I'm, I'm, I, I'm thinking about changing my career. So I'll let you know if it works out. So we'll see. We'll see. What, what, but it's all what because career, of you guys. It's all because, oh my goodness, that's a lot of pressure. What career are you currently in? Okay. So right now I am a veterinary technician okay. for the past uh, 22 years. But it's it's a very physical job, and sure. I'm starting to see myself um, having trouble with the physical part. And so now I'm rethinking, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? <laughs> well, the best thing I can tell you is think about something that you would get excited to get up and do. If money was no object, something that you can get up and do every single day and be yeah. upset to go to sleep at night because you just want to continue working on it. And that's the thing that you should go and do. I have to tell you, um, I mean, I think I know what that is, but I'm not going to tell you guys yet because I don't want to jinx it. But um, I get so excited about it that I feel like that's the direction that I need to go. Well, good. And if there's ever anything I can do to help you out, just please let me know. Momentum 18. Thank you. You guys are having such a great time. And let me tell you, it's so nice to put a face with the voices that I listen to every week. So um, it's awesome. I'm so glad I found you guys. My sister told me about you guys, and, and it's been such a joy. Well, good. Well, thank you so much. And, I, and tell your sister I said thank you, too. I will. Enjoy the rest of your night. I hope you guys are warm down there. I'll be thinking about you. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Yep. Um, I was going to say before things got out of hand, but I think it's I think it's too late for that. Yep. Um, uh, clearly, um, I think we will start to wrap things up very quickly. Um, so, good night, everybody. So, you're going to tell everybody oh. about your what, what's been important to you over the last 500 episodes and what this has all meant to you. Since you're such a jerk. I know. <laughs> you just want to hear me. No, uh, I, I think it's important for you to look back over the last 500 episodes of what you've accomplished over the time and tell us what you think is more important. The most important from I, I think it's what we have accomplished i uh, i fi- I feel that I am just a facilitator um as opposed to so when you people talk about it's what I have done, I think it's what we have done like this happens not because of me, but it's a collective it's us I, I said from the very beginning when I started my discussion forums back in January of two thousand and four because I didn't like what I saw elsewhere online in terms of people being mean and flaming each other. I wanted a place that array c- could come to. I said, I just built the clubhouse. Like, you guys are the ones that populated. You guys form the community. I just sort of make sure that, you know, the lights stay on. You were the enabler. No, you came up with great concepts. You, you guys, you all work together to enabler sound. You know, enabler sounds almost like it's a negative thing. No, I, I, a facilitator. A facilitator. A facilitator. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. <laughs> um. Because of WDW Radio. <laughs> I've... I've my physique has changed um, <laughs> measurably. That's got a square right now, too. I have. Uh, um, listen, it's easy to say because of W Radio, I left my career. I am doing something that I love every day. I have, you know, my life has changed. But to say that my life has changed in profound ways is an understatement. Um, there could be an easily a top 10 ways that it has changed for me personally. Um, I say it all the time and I have no problem admitting it. Like I didn't have a lot of friends growing up and by growing up, I meant grammar school and high school and college and law school and everything else. Right. Right. Um, but now I feel as I have a, 
I don't just have friends. I have a family. Um, hate you, Becky. I know. Um, hate you more. I do. I have a family that is beyond the people who are just in this room here or in this box here. Um, people that I have not met before, people around the world. And it's incredibly, um, it's incredibly humbling to me um, to know that, you know, collectively we reach and hopefully positively, somebody said, you know, about the positive impact, like that's all I want to do. I realized, um, as I sort of look back, you know, I wanted to be a lawyer because I wanted to help people. Like I did plaintiff's work because I wanted to, you know, and then I was doing IT stuff because I wanted to help people, you know, connect. And I started the Disney stuff because I wanted to help people um, have a better Disney vacation. Um, but I think it, it's more than that. And I think what I've gotten is the help that you guys have given me, um, not just in being able to pick up my family and move to Florida um, where we can sit outside in the middle of November, um, but to do something that I never could have imagined um, 10 years ago when I wrote my first book. Um, I never would have imagined that it came to this. And of all the things that I've done, of all the things I've seen, of all the, of all the, the you know, the, the people that I've gotten a chance to interview, of all the amazing meals that I met, um, the, this and WW Radio and everything else has impacted me because of you. It's because of the people. And the, the biggest reward, the best takeaway is not necessarily knowing that, is knowing that I, I've helped people, but the friendships that I've made and the relationships that I've made. And it means more to me than I can, I'm clearly having a tough time articulating. But so that's why I said this was a celebration of you um, and you individually and you, the community, because I appreciate every single one of you. I, I understand and appreciate how important your time is and the fact that you share it with me means, it means a lot. And together we have done 500-ish shows. Despite rumors to the contrary, this is not my, my swan song. This is not the goodbye. As long as one person keeps listening, I will keep doing this. So I want to just... I did this tonight because I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for the gift and the gifts that you continue to give me each and every week, whether it's a sweaty hug, whether it's your presence, whether it's an email, those gifts mean an incredible amount to me. And um, for that, I am eternally grateful. You have positively impacted my life in incredibly profound ways. I always say that sometimes we don't know how the things that we do might impact people on the ripple effect. I don't think you guys know the impact that you have had on me, and I did it without crying. So, thank you. What was your favorite memory? <laughs> Non-sweaty group hugs are fine. What was your favorite memory or favorite event or the, the thing that's, if there was one thing you could redo and do over again, what would it be? That I could redo? Mm -hmm. You could relive. Oh, like, oh, not like do it over again, like just have that same experience again? Yeah. If you go back in time and go back to any interview or any event or anything that you've done in the WDW radio community, what would that be? Okay. So the very first meet of the month I ever did in January of 2008, when I was afraid that nobody was going to show up. Where was it? at the Tomorrowland Terrace okay. um, during Marathon Weekend. And I don't just love it because Tony Caggiano was hiding off in the background <laughs> behind a pole, too scared to like come up and walk up, which is awesome in and of itself. But that was sort of the first time that I saw like in front of me 
a community come together right. and I realized that, that you guys were building something special. I loved all the cruises, but there was something special about the Richard Sherman cruise. And I think... <clears throat> this is where I'm definitely going to try not to cry. I think the first time that we met the Make-A-Wish family, um, you cannot understand the the importance and the impact of seeing in front of you the tangible result of what you do, whether it was fundraising, running, auctions, whatever. When you see that kid and his or her family and the looks on their faces, and now we get to see it every January, but that first time with that first kid and knowing that you're the reason why they're there, there's, there's no, there was no... Um, single sort of moment that I remember more than that. Okay. What are you looking forward to most in the next 500 episodes? I'm looking forward. The unexpected for me is the biggest, like most exciting part because everybody's like, what are you going to like? I don't know what's coming next. I don't know where the technology is going to go. I don't know where the community is going to go. I don't know where, what I do is going to change. And that's exciting to me because I'm always looking to innovate. I'm always looking to figure out what's next. And that's the thing that helps get me out of bed in the morning is that excitement of what is going to be around that next turn. What, what that new thing is going to be. Okay. So in the things that are coming. Is this 20 questions with Lou Mondo? I'm having this. fun with this. Oh my gosh. Because I, I hardly ever get to do this. It's kind of fun. So everything that's coming, we know about some exciting stuff that's coming to Walt Disney World and to the Disney fan community and the, um, for attractions and so forth in the, in the theme parks. What is a thing besides Tron <laughs> that you're excited about? The thing that I'm most excited about is something that I can't tell you about. <laughs> and I was hoping that I could get you to say something more. <laughs> I have two words for you. Mm-hmm. Three words for you. Epcot Center. Oh, Epcot. Money in there. Epcot's gonna be a very different park mm-hmm. seven years from now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Seven. Yep. So out of everything is coming, that's the one that you're most excited about. Then, okay. Uh, no, I mean there's something else, but I can't say it in front of you. <laughs> I can leave for two. I'm gone. Say it. I'm coming back. <laughs> okay. Is that it? Is the interview over? No, I'm having a lot of fun here. <laughs> if I gave you all one sort of ask me almost anything question, what would it be? Wait, individually or? Individually. No, individually. And then one question. <laughs> so anything you wish you'd done that you didn't do, do differently. I don't think I would do anything differently because I think the choices that I make have led me here. So I would never sort of look back and because once you sort of kill the butterfly, who knows what direction things would happen. Okay. I was just quickly looking at questions in the box. All right. Last, any sort of last questions from the box? Anything? Going once? Yeah. Going twice? If you had your choice between London and Paris. Where can you find my DJ book? I saw one on Amazon. Do we have one? I have a few. Huh? I have a couple you upstairs too. It off. I bet you could get a lot of money for My that. DJ handbook? Yeah. Going to Hong Kong and Shanghai and Tokyo, right? Gave you that I'll call you back. Gave you that wonderment. <laughs> again, you got to experience Disney for the first time again. Right. And that was that's a feeling I know I missed. And being able to experience that again for the first time going on attractions that we'd never seen or, or experienced before. Did you have that same feeling? 
Do you miss that? No, because I don't go so often. I went to um, Carol Park was in the other day. I went to Hollywood Studios. And I was like, God, I haven't been here in a long time. And there was something like new and fresh about it. And I'm like, that's good. Because if I went there every week, it would be so sort of pedestrian to me that it wouldn't have that same feeling. So I still smile when I walk into Magic Kingdom and I still get excited at Food and Wine Festival. I mean, not. Yes. I mean, the fact that it's. Right. I mean. Shocker. <laughs> so. And the. I mean. But you do go to the boathouse like every week, and it still has that. I am <laughs> going. You hear the angels sing, don't you? You really do. <laughs> God, we should go there tonight. Let's go. I know. <laughs> we need a table for like thirty, please. <laughs> Ricky DJ Techno says, "I'm not crying. You're crying. I didn't cry. I went through. I got this without crying." I didn't get a chance to take as many calls as I... I was like, God, there's no way I can do this for three hours. And then I remembered Lou Mangiello. Um, and it, time went way faster than I thought it would. Even though you're not here with us, you are here uh, with us in spirit. Guys, thank you. I know we're sort of making light of it, but I, I cannot thank you guys enough. Um, Father Christopher, I was hoping to get an auction done at the end of this year, but we're going to do one in the spring. We're going to do another uh, a Dream Team auction in the spring. But thanks to all of you guys. Thanks to all of you guys for being here tonight, last week, from sh whether you started listening at Show One, Mouse Tunes, or just last week. I'm truly, truly grateful to and for you. <laughs> Everybody must be hungry. Um, congratulations to you guys on 500 shows and for all the joy that you have brought together as a community for what you have done for me. You keep listening. I will keep going as long as you want. And if there's ever anything I can do to show my appreciation to you and for you, please let me know. I don't throw this word around a lot, but I mean it sincerely when I say whether I've met you or not, I love you and I appreciate you. And thank you for the gifts that you continue to give me each and every week. I hope that the show brings you a little bit of ha a little bit of happiness, however and wherever you may be. So thanks to all of you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, as always, to Becky Mankin from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel for all your vacation planning needs. Whether you're going to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney. Can you get any more enthusiastic about this? Because, I don't know, we've got... Do we got, commercial show voice. we got England, we got Paris, we got Ireland now, Listen, Italy, we've got Japan. Listen, got I wanted to say thank you for not only helping to keep the lights on, but thank you for the friendship that you have extended me for more than a decade as well. That's very nice. I'm not going to screw it up. I'm not. I'm afraid if I say anything else, I'm going to start to screw it up. So there's no punchline. There's no punchline. It's been. We could not do this. We could not do this without you. You are as much part of this community. You're as much part of my family as you are this community, and you two have helped so many people in a lot of different ways and for that I am grateful. That is why I trust you, it's why I recommend you, and that's why I'm proud to call you my friend. Aww, thank you. Wow. <laughs> I know, I even, I even felt, weird. Like, I wow. felt weird saying it. Wow. There's so wow. many years. What, Nikki's got the cue card, I'm just reading right off it. So many years, so many great plans, so many great things for the community ahead of us and so many things you don't know about so many things you don't know. i literally took better. the i took the board down tonight just in case she snuck upstairs 
Well, thank you. And, and we couldn't do what we do without you and the community and you guys supporting us. So thank you for your support, too. Thank you. And thank you, guys. Here's to another 500. So cheers. So as I was preparing for the show this week and talking with everyone during the live broadcast on Saturday, there was a lot of discussion about some of our favorites in terms of our favorite episodes, our favorite segments, our favorite guests. And after we were done recording, I would continue to get that question a lot in terms of what are some of my personal favorites or better yet, what are some that I would recommend to maybe somebody who hasn't been listening for all 10 years or who found the show relatively recently. So instead of giving you top 10s-ish, I'm going to give you my personal top five. I'm going to give you my top five interviews, my top five live dining reviews, my top five top tens, and then I'll give you my top five overall episodes over the past 10 years of WW Radio. So I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. Think about this as more sort of a quick start list if you are a relatively new listener or if you haven't necessarily heard all 500 shows. So here you go. So here are my top five interviews over the past 500 shows. When I say top five, it doesn't necessarily mean my favorite or the best. There's just something about these that I think are ones you should go back and listen to. So here you go. Top five interviews from the past 10 years. Number five, Imagineer Disney legend George McGinnis back on show number 27. If you are a fan of things like Space Mountain and Horizons, it's fascinating to hear George talk about those attractions and the process. On show number 30, you might not know the name, but I'm sure you know the work of Steve Kirk. He did a lot of work, not just in the domestic parks, but overseas as well. If you are a fan of Journey to Imagination, and deep down I know you are, go check out show number 30. I almost swapped this one out with show number 160, which was my first time I interviewed Don Hahn and Peter Schneider, but this is just me sort of throwing in an extra one. That's why it's top five-ish. Number three, show number 196, composer, musician, Alan Menken. Uh, We talked about all of his work right around the time that Tangled had come out, and it was just a fascinating interview. Really, really personable guy. Number two and number one, I was back and forth on these. Alice Davis almost made the list at 193 just because I had to bleep her. But number two, close. Number two at number at show number 127 is Julie Andrews. And in the number one spot, show number 80, show number 135, the WW Radio Cruise and the Disney Dream and other events in between. Mr. Richard Sherman of the Sherman Brothers. So there's my top five-ish interviews. Here's my top five live dining reviews, which I do not just because I'm hungry like all the time and it's a good excuse to go eat in Walt Disney World, but it really I do these as a way to, number one, make you feel like you are sitting with us at the table, sharing and enjoying a meal together. But I also want you to virtually experience it and maybe turn you on to a dining location or some food that you might not have tried before. So top five live dining reviews, somewhat in no necessarily particular order other than number one. (laughs) Number five, at show number 435, it's not necessarily the kind of dining review you might expect because it's not a sit down uh, dinner, but it was afternoon tea. 
at the Grand Floridian. And it was a wonderful, pinky-up, delicious experience. Spoiler alert, I loved it and would love to do it again. Show number 204 comes in at number four. That's Todd English's Blue Zoo. I'm surprised. I don't know. How is it so at four? It almost became number one and somehow got lost in the shuffle at number four. It was one of my early dining reviews. It was one of the best dining experiences that I've ever had at Walt Disney World. I still, I don't even need to look at the menu because I know that I'm getting the tuna with the frozen sriracha aioli on top and then choosing between either the miso glazed Miro for dinner or the Cantonese lobster, which I promise will change your life. Coming in at number three, Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar, where we literally ordered everything on the menu. That comes in at, that was show number 428. Show number, uh, live review number two on the list was show 458. And it was the Tutto Gusto live review with Becky Mankin. We had a lovely time uh, at Tutto Gusto Wine Bar in Italy, uh, and it was a wonderful experience. I could have just done that picky food all night long, and it would probably come as no surprise to you, me, or anyone that knows me that show number 448 is my number one live dining review. It is the Boathouse in Disney Springs, also known as my home away from home. It is far and away my favorite restaurant, not just in Walt Disney World, but possibly like the entire world world itself. It's amazing, and I'm starving. Uh, here, here you go. Here's how about a top five, top ten episodes. This was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be because we've done so many. We've had so much fun doing it over the years, and having never repeated an episode, we've, we've talked about a lot of different things from many different angles. So here you go. Here's my top five, top ten Number five, show number 269, the top 10 wow moments in Walt Disney World. These are sort of, uh, well, I'll let you listen, but they're sort of individual moments that just make us sort of pause or reflect or elicit emotion or we just enjoy so very much. That's show 269. That was almost unseated by show 142, which is things we miss in Walt Disney World. You know, if you've listened to me before, I'm a huge nostalgic, so things we miss Almost made the list, but I snuck that one in instead. Show number 319 comes in at at number four. That's taking Walt to Walt Disney World. It's top 10 places we would take Walt Disney in Walt Disney World. I invite you to go back and take a listen to that one. It was a very interesting uh, conversation that we had about where we would take Walt today and why we would do it and maybe speculating as to what he might think. In number three, show number 352, the top 10 myths, myth, yes, of Walt Disney World. That's an old Muppets reference. Uh, The top 10 myths of Walt Disney World covers everything from its origins to the parks, the resorts, um, things that didn't come to be and things that we maybe speculate might be coming, but we maybe debunk or undebunk some popular and maybe not so well-known myths about Walt Disney World. Coming in at number two, recent show, show number 494. I just personally really enjoyed talking about our top 10 corny, nostalgic, and sentimental things we still love about Walt Disney World. And coming in at number one, it's an oldie, but I think still a goodie. Maybe one that I'll have to still revisit, though. Uh, But I still get emails about this all the time. It was a bit of a leap of faith when I talked about my love of a certain smell in Walt Disney World that I was afraid because, remember, it was only 75. Nobody else would get. But the top 10 smells of Walt Disney World is still a personal favorite. And finally, 
my top five all over favorite episodes of the show. This was very difficult to put together. This list is written in in very, very light pencil, and the order is not one that is set in any sort of stone. But here's a few episodes that I think you should go back and check out if you haven't in the past. Coming in at number five, a very old show from the very first year of WWE Radio, show number 12, which was an Epcot retrospective on Horizons. We also did a best of the best. I used to, when early on, the show had multiple segments in it. So we did an Epcot retrospective on Horizons, and we also did a best of the best, which are character meals outside the parks. Coming in at number four, again, an old one from, from the very first year of WWE Radio, show number 30. I mentioned him in my top five interviews you should, you should listen to, Steve Kirk, uh, the Imagineer Steve Kirk. We also did a Wayback Machine about the orange bird. Now remember, show number 30 was back in 2007. This is before the orange bird came back to Walt Disney World. So we sort of profess our love and nostalgia for the orange bird. What, that one almost did. I almost didn't put that one in there because I had mentioned Steve Kirk before. I almost put in its place show number 104, which was a, 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 a twofer. It was top 10 things in Walt Disney World that are better at night and an interview with Disney animator, artist, and now a man I can call my friend, Ron Cohey. So that was show number four. I needed to sneak that one in, too. Uh, Number three on the list, show number 89 was the opening of T-Rex Cafe. It was the very first video I ever did. I interviewed the 2009 Walt Disney World ambassador, and we did a show with an Imagineer about how to become an Imagineer. It's a question I get all the time, one that I'm certainly not qualified to answer, but I brought somebody on board who was qualified and I think gives some really good insight into the process and some guidance for anyone who's maybe thinking about a career at Imagineering or even at Walt Disney World. Uh, Number two is, I think, a sentimental favorite. Um, It's probably timing being everything. I've been thinking about my dad a lot recently um, as his birthday is coming up. What would have been his birthday is coming up this week. Um, And top 10 things to do with your dad in Walt Disney World. And you can sort of interchange dad with brother, son, mom, sister, grandma, whatever it might be. Um, But these are just some top 10 things that you can do together as a family that um, I think will create some of those memorable experiences that I had with my dad and um, made me love Disney the way I do. And my number one overall episode that I think you should go back and listen to, I can't. I, I can't. Um, I spent a lot of time and literally got a little weepy looking through the list um, because with more than 500 episodes and 12 years of, of doing this, not even you know the other show beforehand, you sometimes forget about some of the ones that you've done. And I, as I was looking through the list, I was reminiscing as I could remember recording them or the person that I spoke to or how excited I got or where I was or what that episode meant to me. And I did reflect on what a journey this has been, the smiles that you have brought to my face, the, the, the change and the impact in my life that hopefully I have reciprocated, at least in some small way, by creating the show with you and for you. But I would love to know from you, I want to know what is your favorite overall episode, your favorite top 10, your favorite review, your favorite interview. 
please do me a favor. You can either email me, lou at www.radio.com. Better yet, go to facebook.com. Click on show 500. I would love to have a conversation about what your favorite episodes or shows or topics were, or maybe something that you'd like to see in the future. Let's keep the conversation going there. You can also call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. Leave your answer there, and I will play it on an upcoming show. Again, I hope you like this little top five, top five-ish list of some of my personal favorite or most memorable or shows that I recommend that you go back and listen and listen to. So thank you again for 500, and here's to 500 more. It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history or see how well you pay attention to the details, not just in what you see, but sometimes in what you hear. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. But of course, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I wanted you to identify a quote from an attraction or a show, maybe current or extinct, in Walt Disney World. And the quote I asked you to identify was, But let's not talk about me. Let's talk about you and how you can help me make history today. Well, again, thanks to the hundreds of you who entered, got this one correct, and knew that that came from Dr. Seeker in Dinosaur in Disney's Animal Kingdom. Well, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and again, you were playing for my 102 Ways to Save Money for Not Walt Disney World book, all seven of my virtual audio tours to the Magic Kingdom, both of which are still on sale for just $10 each in the WW Radio Store. I'm also going to send you a Magic Band cover, some stickers, and a new WW Radio pop socket and stand for your phone. And last week's winner is Greg Vaughn. So, Greg, congratulations. Because you used the online form, I have your shipping address. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay. Because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World-ish trivia challenge. So I said ish because this week's trivia question is not necessarily about Walt Disney World. I'm going to ask you a trivia question about WW Radio. We had a lot of fun during the live show talking about some of our favorite episodes and segments and guests. And your trivia question this week is to tell me simply when or what episode was the very first top 10 that I ever did on WW Radio. Better yet, tell me what that show was about and the show number you have until Sunday, November 19th to go to www.radio.com. Click on show 500. Use the online form there. Again, you're going to play for the book, the audio tours, the magic band cover, the stickers, the pop socket. And because it's show number 500, I'm going to send you a mystery prize. Maybe I'll send you a T-shirt. So good luck and have fun. WD. W Radio, your information station. If something sounds just a little bit different about this version of the WW Radio theme song, it is. I want to say big thanks to the song's composer and creator, Dave Rashoni, and his wife, Kathy, for coming up with the original song. Kathy did an entire voiceover version. Maybe I'll play at the end. But I also want to say thanks to Danny Osmond, who worked with Dave to create this special 
500th episode acapella version. Thanks to Dave, thanks to Kathy, and thanks to Danny. That's going to do it for this week's show. I cannot believe that together we have hit show number 500 again-ish because there's been so many more uh, episodes and live broadcasts and special events over the years, but it doesn't matter because the point is still the same, which is I could not have done this without you, and I am so incredibly grateful to you and for you for your time and your friendship and the love and the support that you have given me from the people who bought my first trivia book back in 2004 to the first members of the DisneyWorldTrivia.com forums to the members of the WWE Radio Nation now and everyone in between. Um, this has been and continues to be an amazing journey and one of which I am incredibly grateful and very much aware of just what this means and what together we have been able to do and accomplish. Uh, thanks to some of the new members of the nation who have joined, the hundreds of you who have been so incredibly helpful in supporting the show, including Tom Zukas, Karen Lucy, Angela Schimmels, Caroline Conahan, Amanda Bowner, and Josh Anderson. If you would like to find out how you can also continue to help the show and get cool rewards every month, I send out monthly scavenger hunts from the parks, logo gear, backpacks, t-shirts, monthly care packages. We do exclusive live video group calls and lots more. You can visit www.radionation.com. And please don't forget that a portion of your contributions do go to our Dream Team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Please also don't forget, whether you're a new listener or been listening for a long time, that in addition to the show, I invite you to please go to www.radio.com. Check out the blog. We have an amazing team of blog writers. Please join me every Wednesday night and throughout the week during uh, other events and times for WW Radio Live, where I broadcast live either from the home studio or from the parks. If you go and like the WW Radio page on Facebook, turn on notifications, you'll be sure and be able to join us. Every time we go live, the show is normally every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. I'd also love to connect with you elsewhere on social. I am at Lou Mangiello on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. If you have a question you want me to answer on the show, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com. Or if you want to call the voicemail to be heard on the air, you can call 407-900-9391. I hope to not only hear from you online and connect with you there, but to give you a handshake and a hug in person. That's why I continue to do Meet to the Month every month. Stay tuned as I'll have information about December's Meet of the Month coming up. And if you can't join us then, hopefully you can join us in the future for a Meet of the Month or a special event. We still have a few cabins remaining for our cruise to Alaska in June 2018. If you visit the events page at facebook.com slash Radio, you can find out about that and other events we have coming up. I also try and do meetups on the road as I travel to speak. And speaking of speaking, if I could come to speak to your conference, to your event, even to your school, or just to your business, or maybe help you turn your passion into profession with personal mentoring or group co- coaching, you can visit loumangelo.com. Also, in the next couple of weeks, I'll be launching a new mastermind group limited to just six people. Go to loumangelo.com, click on coaching. You can find out more there or email, email me, and I'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. Thanks again to Becky Mankin for all of her support over the years and her entire team. Again, if you're booking your trip, not just to a Disney destination, but anywhere in the world, you can visit mousefantravel.com and little Timmy Foster over celebrationspress.com. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend and you continue how you've shown it to me for more than 10 years and more than 500 shows. But all I ask is if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Let's continue to share and grow our WW Radio family. 
tweet out that you're listening to this episode, share it with your favorite group or on your profile on Facebook. And if you can, take 30 seconds to just rate and review the show over on iTunes. It's a great way to get more people to help find the show. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Princess M74, who says, I love Lou's shows and his passion for Disney. My only complaint, uh-oh, I don't read these in advance. My only complaint is that I can't listen on my long runs because there's always talk of food. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, Ram Z Dancer 55 says, it's super informative. Lou does a great job of making things fun and interesting. I consider myself a huge Disney nerd and I'm learning things I never knew before. Thanks, Lou, for helping my Disney knowledge grow. Kay Fillin said, I wish I could give it 10 stars. And then he gives 10 stars and says, there, I love this podcast. I grew up with parents who were DVC members. Later, I became a cast member and I thought I knew Walt Disney World until I heard Lou's show. Now I can't wait to go back, revisit the parks and resorts, and annoy my family even more with my new and improved arsenal of knowledge and appreciation influenced by Lou and the show. I personally love the top 10 episodes. You would have loved to see my wife's eye-roll reaction when I told her how much I loved the top 10 lighting effects episode, the tributes to the Disney legends, and the restaurant reviews, even though they make me hungry at odd hours of the day. Welcome to my world. Uh, I also admire the wide opportunities Lou offers for listeners to interact with him personally through email, social media, and even monthly meetups in the parks where you can meet him personally. Thank you, Lou, for your positivity and passion, as well as your courage to share your passion with as many who will listen. Uh, Kay Phelan, thank you so much. Um, That was so nice and hit and resonated on so many different points uh, because everything that you said is exactly what I have endeavored to do from the very first show to now and will continue to do in the future. I want you to feel like, because this is what I believe, that you are sitting at a table listening to friends share and talk about something that simply makes us happy, which is just our love of Disney. I do want to meet every single one of you in person. As much as I love sharing content with you this way, I would love the opportunity to look in your eyes, shake your hands, and hear your stories, and find out how maybe I can continue to help you beyond just having a better Walt Disney World experience, and that's a big part of the reason why I do it a lot of what I do on the entrepreneurial side. Uh, Again, thank you so much for the kind words, the emails, everybody who contacted me about show 500 and just the fact that you are here listening, even if we have never interacted in person or online in any other way. Um, I see you and I appreciate you and don't think that a day goes by that I do not. Um, The fact that you are here um, is an incredible gift and one that I will never ever take for granted and if there's ever anything that i can do to repay that gift or help you in any way please feel free to reach out to me thank you thank you thank you for more than a decade and more than 500 shows and as we think about continuing to keep moving forward both individually and collectively as a ww radio family quotes from disney attractions are running through my head because I think there really is a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every single day, even though now is the time. Now is kind of the best time, but I'm brought back to 1975 Space Mountain. You're probably too young to remember, but I'm brought back to 1975 Space Mountain because here's to the future and you. Thank you. I love you. See ya. Hey, Lou, this is Quentin from Brownsburg, Indiana. I was just calling to say that finally, after about a year and a half of listening to your podcast and two trips to Disney World, experiencing a mini marathon, 
and uh, Mickey's Not So Scary, and then traveling to Disneyland for the first time and meeting you and Becky at D23, I have finally caught up with your episodes. I'm on four episodes. On, on, I'm on episode 499 right now, and I just want to say it's been so much fun getting to know you and experience all this stuff and hearing your stories and listening to you and your friends just goof around on the podcast. It's just been wonderful as a Disney fan. And just congratulations on making it to your 500 and I can't 500th episode, and I cannot wait to experience more fun with you guys as you continue the show. Congrats, man. Hey, Lou, this is John Jones from uh, Southern Mississippi, and I'm getting ready to start watching the show. I can't wait. I bet you got a lot. I hope I hope you have a lot of people down there. I wish I could be there, buddy, but I'm not. I tried to pull something off and make it like an overnight trip. That backfired, but my day's coming. So see you later, bud. Hi, Lou. This is Mesa from Massachusetts. I'm eight years old. My mom and I love your podcast. My favorite, my favorite episode was 491. Things about things to collect. I collect transportation cards and zoom zooms. I just started collecting Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom cards. But I'm calling because I have a question. In the introduction for episode 497, you said that Shanghai Winnie the Pooh was amazing. I love the Pooh ride and was excited to hear how it's amazing and different from the Walt Disney World. But then you never mentioned it again. Could you please take some time in episode 500 to tell it's so amazing? Thank you. I want my mom to sign us up for your Alaska cruise. Bye. Hey, Lou, this is Ryan calling from Portland, Oregon. Wanted to offer you a early congratulations on your 500th episode that is coming up here. That is awesome. What an amazing achievement. Say about two years ago, my son and I started planning his 12th birthday party, and we were planning an amazing trip to uh, Disney World. And about a year and a half ago, we discovered your podcast. I feel like you've been, like, one of our best friends and traveling companions ever since. Your enthusiasm for all of us Disney nuts out there really inspires us. Uh, you do such great stuff, interview such wonderful people. We've listened to well over 100 of your podcasts in the last year and a half, and it's been great. I feel like we know you. So the reason I call is uh, – Tomorrow is the day, man. We're flying from the West Coast out there to Florida and going to enjoy our one-week vacation. And it's really thanks to you, your amazing amazing podcast that you did on um, the Fort Wilderness Resort there. Uh, really inspired both of us to say, let's do it, let's go. We're going to go and camp and have a blast and ride the ferry over to Magic Kingdom and do all that good stuff. So, hey, that's uh, we're going there because of that. So, hey, hope we see you soon. Maybe you'll have a meet of the month while we're out there. I don't know. But either way, thanks for all the good work you do. You know, we all love you a lot. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, Lou. It's Chuck Lyonberger, the Disney Daddy. Wanted to congratulate you and the entire WDW Radio crew on 500 episodes. It's hard to believe the show has been going for 500 episodes strong, and here's to 500 
more. I'm proud that uh, I've been a part of a few of those episodes, and I hope to be involved in more in the future. So congratulations on 500 episodes of the award-winning WDW Radio Show. Hello, Mr. Lou Mantello. It's Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York, and it's getting cold up here, but that's okay. I am so excited for the 500th episode this weekend on Saturday from 4 to 7 p.m. It is going to be so exciting to be able to talk to everybody and chat with you on this 500th episode. I can't believe I've been listening to you for that long. Oh, my goodness. So, anyhow, I loved the episode on um, Animal Kingdom's Mara. Um, The food there, when I stayed there already two times, um, years in between, but I was so happy that they had platters that we could share if we didn't want to have too much of a filling meal. It was really nice to go and get a platter and share it with the family. Um, Keith and I do that a lot. I love the fact that I can get Mickey Waffles there. That was always like a special treat for me because I love my Mickey Waffles, as you well know. So those are a few of my favorite things. I've even gotten the zebra domes there. Don't tell too many people because I've had those at Boma. <laughs> but it's really nice that you can get takeout stuff and eat in your room and on your balcony while you're sitting watching the savannah and seeing the animals, watching the giraffes eat out of the trees and see the zebras rolling around in the sand. It's a wonderful resort, and the food there is just so amazing. So if you get a chance, Go over and try the food at the Mara. It's very, very good. It's right near that awesome pool. Have a wonderful, magical evening. And stay positive. Love you guys. You've got a friend in me. Yeah. W Radio, your information station. You found that spot on the dial. Give a listen and stay for a while. Time for us to say hello. WDW Radio. News and rumors and interviews. Trivia, history, and reviews. All the dizzy stuff you need to know. It's time to hear all about a magical place. Disney World will always put a smile on your face. Now the time is almost here. Sit right down, put on your mouth ears. Who's already? Let's get on with the show. WDW Radio. Sounds pretty good. In fact, that's just the right spirit.